Hello and welcome to episode two of the Women Performance Podcast. We are so excited to be back chatting to you. It's been a week and a lot has happened in the week. So we'll start off just talking a little bit about our week. So how are you, Lucita? Yes, I'm fine. Um, I have, I think, in general, a better week after we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still dealing with my injury. I'm making some progress. There are some very fun and interesting things on life and that keep me very motivated. A lot of them with woman performance. So working in some things, so super excited. And I am in the third uh, week of my menstrual cycle. I have been doing some progress on the trainer already and I have cut something that I think it has helped me. I have changed my nutrition a little bit mm-hmm. and I am now not having any gluten and any lactose. Oh, how have you been feeling? Yeah, and I have actually been feeling the difference. I think I need to wait more. One week is not enough. Yeah, what made you like do these nutritional changes? I was feeling a lot of pain with the injuries and I know one part of my injuries like are out with inflammation. So I want to try to see if I feel better, to see if it helped me with the symptoms because it's really hard to live all the time with a lot of pain and I was having Mm. a lot of pain with the injury. So I wanted to try it out and see how I feel. And I had have some progress but I need to like keep doing it for longer to actually have more conclusions yeah cool keep us updated that's really interesting what about you how was your week yeah so my week has been pretty busy i'm again as i mentioned last week just really prepping for this big race that's coming up the kulangata gold so starting to really feel the nerves a little bit i'm actually starting to think like i'm starting to get a little bit anxious and nervous and i'm just trying to push it aside and not think about it But I actually had a good conversation with my gym coach last night and he was kind of just like, how are you feeling? And I was like, yeah, I'm getting a bit nervous. Um, And he was like, good. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, the feeling um, of nerves and excitement is actually the same. And he was like, so every time you feel nervous, just switch your mind and convince yourself that you're excited because it's actually the same thing that's happening inside the body so I was like okay okay and I started thinking about you know just the trip of like racing and going down to race and I was like okay yeah I am excited about that so of course with racing comes nerves but yeah I thought that was some good advice of just trying to switch the mindset a little bit and just get like excited excited that's such a good idea and I think the mental game in an athlete it's so important and there is so much about it so one day actually we can do a podcast about it and bring some sports psychologists to talk about it that would be so good yeah to help us as well all right but let's get into it so before we get into our trending top of the week we want to just touch on the topic of this week's podcast So the topic of this week's podcast is we're going to delve into, I guess, the menstrual cycle and exercise in general and a little bit of the science and literature currently that's out about it. Yes. Um, But yeah, but before we do that, huge news in the running world today, Lucita. So um, Tixt Asefa has broken the world record in, in marathon. So what was her time? So it's pretty for anyone who runs or is into, you know, like running splits. um, It's pretty crazy. She 
She broke it by over two minutes at the Berlin Marathon, which is just huge. Like in any racing, two minutes is so much. Um, And to broke a world record. Exactly. Yeah, you would think that like people are breaking it by like seconds. Um, And for anyone, I just thought this was like, I've been doing a little bit of running. Lucita obviously has done a lot of running. Her fastest 5K pace was 3.05, which is just insane yeah and her slowest so this is the slowest that she went the whole race over 5k was three minutes and 12 seconds yes which is just like so fast so insane i know i can't i can't even like comprehend running that fast it would be so cool we were talking before if we could know where in her menstrual cycle she was (laughs) yeah i was like could we just like message her on instagram and ask her like what phase of your menstrual cycle were you in um but we do have other um like other information of other athletes because when the world record was broken in 2002 in chicago Mm -hmm. uh, paula radcliffe was uh, having menstrual cramps and she was on her menstruation yeah so we just thought that that'd be a cool thing because it is always kind of interesting to know what phase an athlete is in yes. especially now that we're talking so much about it um but we actually had you know paula radcliffe come out in 2002 and, and admit that she was suffering for pretty bad cramps i think she said for the whole um last third of the race which already that is the most challenging part of a race so that's just insane and And that that's great to show uh to the athletes that if you have like cramp pains or all that like period pains you still can perform so well yeah so i think it's i think like all of us have probably suffered some form of period cramps in our life and we know that it is obviously sometimes the worst feeling yeah but Sometimes if you have to race during that phase, a little bit of a, some, I would keep that in my head, like a yes. little bit of a reminder of, yes, you may not be feeling well. And from like a placebo point of view, you may feel like that's actually impacting your performance, but Paula Radcliffe did it. Yes. <laughs> she pushed through. Um, and so just so you know, if that can give you a little bit of motivation in a race, you can push through, but we're also not encouraging to always push through period cramps when training, but yeah. this is just more from a race point of view because sometimes you just don't have a choice from a performance point of view like Mm. how important is also to know that not only not always pain means that it is impacting your performance yes a question are you doing all the things to like have less uh, period pain like are you taking the zinc the magnesium yeah so i've been really trying to do that every month is get on top of you know fatty acids so that's like your omega um three three and six with the chia seeds the hemp seeds but you're not taking Um, the actual supplement no i'm not taking the supplement i'm just trying to get it from foods yeah i'm encouraging her to actually do it because maybe it would help (laughs) yeah again it's every month is a new month to experiment so potentially that could be something for next month um yeah all right well let's get into the topic of the week which is about the menstrual cycle and exercise in general. And I think this, we just thought it would be a good, a good idea to just touch a little bit on the science over the years of what it, what it has been, where it's gone and where it's kind of at right now. And then we will also be touching a little bit into how the menstrual cycle actually works. And then in our next podcast um next week we will go further into training around the menstrual cycle but it's always important just to start with that 
background information. So Lucita's been on a rampage with her <laughs> with her reading through literature, which is really cool. You can definitely go down a deep dark hole. Um, and there's a lot to comb through. I know. So we, we do understand that it can be really hard when there's so much conflicting evidence out there. And I think that's what you've been telling me about is that yeah. there's just so much conflicting evidence. But give us a little bit of a recap of kind of what you've been what you've been finding. Yeah. We have seen that before before 2020, most of the studies were very inconclusive and they were mm. saying different things. Some of them were saying that there is even not a, enough evidence about how much cycle affect performance. So a lot of meta-analysis of like so 2020... So just to remind everyone what a meta-analysis is. So meta-analysis is when they actually analyze a lot of studies. Yes. So they get... All of this, like as many studies as they can that fit that kind of criteria. So in this one, we're looking at menstrual cycle and exercise. And then they analyze all those studies to see kind of like what the general consensus is. Exactly. And there was a big one that came in 2020 and was very popular. But it was based on all this literature that was very criticized for not having the adequate uh, methods to verify the menstrual cycle phases as well as like other problems, for example, um, relying in subjective assessment from athletes regarding to their training experience or more things that were leading into all these like inconclusive conclusions (laughs) or contradictions. So that was like before 2020 and I could see that a lot, like so many contradictions. But now it has been very like good to see so many other uh, studies coming up and like still there is a huge gap and still there is like so much to do and so much to research like of course but they are coming more and that's like super super excited i think we can see that as well with just like everything that we're seeing on social media and more people speaking out is we can see that experts are now getting a little they're taking a little bit more seriously yeah before i think we had like a few people really speaking out against the menstrual cycle and being like we need to train and we need to you know treat athletes differently if you really want the most out of their performance and everyone was like "Eh." and now it's like all over social media everyone's like train with your cycle or even just like this is what happens during your cycle and here in australia a lot because this year in australia has been like huge in female sports but i don't feel it's the same in south america Mm. like my experience in south america what i can see of my friends and people there is like there is not much information here it's bigger than there yeah so but hopefully it all kind of yeah it all kind of like is a chain reaction you know if it kind of gets big in the u.s can get big here then it will keep going and i think if we're just more and more athletes talk about it it's yeah, going to have an impact and hopefully also the coach realize this so i just want to touch base to the last studies what mm-hmm. they are saying because here we have some of them where they are saying that there is a like in general because we we won't go in detail here but in general they are showing that there is better ability of the body to go in that higher speed to lift heavy weights during the follicular phase during the follicular phase which we'll explain to you in a moment um, if you're like what's the follicular phase so i think what lucita is saying is that you know these more recent studies that are probably better done yes now that you know technology is getting better and and i think there's just more demand now would you say like i think girls now are like demanding it they're like 
why am I training? You know, I need to find a better way to train. I'm battling through cramps, you know, I'm battling through this. And I think it's like, all right, well, how, how can we train maybe more effectively? Yeah. And we're working, you know, we've like really high level athletes here. So it's like, they want to get every, everything counts. Of course. Every 1% and it's so important counts. and like we don't have to keep training as men and it's not the same for a coach be coaching a girl and a guy because they work different so yes. the other big thing is inflammation like there mm. were some tests that I read like how an intensity workout doing in luteal phase will release more inflammation in the body than the same workout doing in follicular phase. So be careful. Don't do much intensity in your late luteal phase because there is an increase on inflammation. Inflammation. That's crazy. Yeah, your recovery will be worse. So why you don't like rest? And but maybe again, like even just you saying that I'm thinking, okay, like say you had to, say you had to do whatever, maybe you don't have a coach. Yeah, a race or you don't have like the coach that's changing your sessions around or you just can't. Maybe it means that you recover. You go do extra recovery protocol. Yeah. You know, maybe you're doing extra recovery protocols to help with like get rid of the inflammation a little yeah. bit quicker. And what I always say when they tell me why I will train with my menstrual cycle if I I I need to race in in any in all phases. Yes. Yeah. It's like race is different because you can race and do all the strategies if you know to race well in your luteal phase, but training is different because after the race it doesn't matter the inflammation because you will race and recovery yeah but so true. training hard every day during your luteal phase it can lead you to have an injury yeah that's why yeah. it's different i think that yeah that's really important to know is it's like when we talk about what's kind of happening in the body it's not to scare you and to make you think that oh but if i had to do a race or if i had to do a training session in the luteal phase i would yeah i would ruin everything and i would no. be doing such bad yeah. things to my body it's like that's not the point it's just making you a little bit more aware this is happening yes. in the body what little strategies can we implement to maybe mitigate these yeah. changes to then get the most out of your training exactly. and then when it comes to race day it's like yeah okay maybe you did create a little bit more inflammation in that race if you were racing in your luteal phase and your follicular phase but that's okay because we're going to rest after a yes, race anyway and the point of racing is performing but the point of training it's improving yeah so cool difference. yeah love that so love say are... that again one more time <laughs> yeah one more time the point of racing is performing but the point of training is improving yeah so we need to recover we to improve to and we need consistency improve. exactly love that's yeah. it. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we are going to touch a little bit about, we, we have talked about it a little bit, like a lot about the follicular and luteal phase. So we're just going to explain it a little yes. bit, not so in too the, much details. If people doesn't know, what, what are they talking what, about? What are we when, actually when, talking about? When I am in follicular phase and when I am in luteal phase. Yeah. And it's, again, it's super normal to not know what we're talking about. Yeah. We didn't know, well, I didn't know about it until like a few years ago. Yeah. You know, so many people, so many people, even now when I talk with my friends, they are like, but what is follicular phase? Yeah, still don't know. So, and it's crazy because it's our body. So that makes me so angry. Yeah, I know. And the, the, the fact that like, it's so empowering also to know what's happening inside your body. And we talked about it last podcast where the importance of knowing, you know, what's happening in your body and, and tips on how to track. But yeah. so basically from day one, your period, your cycle actually starts on day one of your period. So yes. when you get your period, that's now day one. Yes. And your period can last. It's obviously going to be different from everyone. Three to seven or plus days. That's menstruation. 
after your period finishes, we're in our follicular phase. Yes, we are aware with, with follicular phase since day one. Since day one, okay. So yeah. during your period, it's early follicular phase, mm-hmm. and then we keep in follicular phase, but we go to late follicular phase. Yeah, so early and late follicular phase, yeah. Exactly. And the during the late follicular phase, estrogen start coming up until we ovulate, that we have this peak of estrogen, and it's the ovulation. And ovulation is so important because it's the change from phases. Yes. So, and we've mentioned it before, you can actually do ovulation tests yes. to know when you ovulate. And then it's not so much because like you want to have a baby. It's more so you know when that phase changes. Yes. So I we mean, know that like after the follicular phase comes ovulation and that's the peak in estrogen. And then we go into the luteal Luteal phase. phase. And also it's very important because there are a lot of hormonal changes in the body between one phase and the other. Mm -hmm. So that's why for you it's important to know when you change of phases. The other thing is that your temperature change. So it it goes up around like 0.5 When you ovulate. After your ovulation. So that's another way that you could know. Test your ovulation. And you'll see that there are a few natural cycle trackers out there where they give you like a thermometer so that you're testing your core temperature every single day so that you know when that spike happens that you've ovulated and just to note when you're in your follicular phase we also refer to this as your low hormone phase exactly so this is when your estrogen and i'm going to say it wrong progesterone yes yes (laughs) are low and this is important because then when we go into our luteal phase, it's the opposite. Yes. Let's say in ovulation that we have this peak of estrogen. Estrogen, yes. Like, that will, and then that will come back down. But it's just a peak. So it's it goes ups and down around ovulation and then it comes down. So after the ovulation, we have them down. But they start going up and up and up during our luteal phase. Mm-hmm. So this is our second phase of the menstrual cycle. And that's why we call this, this the second phase, the high hormone phase. Mm-hmm. And ovulation, I think we forgot to mention that ovulation will generally happen halfway through your cycle. Yeah. So what that day is will be different for everyone. Yes. Depending on how long their cycle is. So if you had, you know, a 20 day, 28 day cycle, that would happen around, you know, anywhere from like day 12 to 14. Yeah, but it's, or even that's later. why it's important for you to track because it's everyone going to be is different, different for everyone. Yes. Like I know that I my my cycles are around 28 days, 29 days, 27, but I ovulate always like around day 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there you go. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit different for everyone, but generally yeah. it's around like half and it it it's over and done with in like 2 days. Yeah. So that peak is literally just like a day peak yeah. for your ovulation. And then we're now into the luteal phase. Yes, exactly. Yes. And it's also good because because you know that after your ovulation, there are like two weeks until you have your menstruation. So it's a good way to know to when know you will when get your period. When you're going to get your period. Yeah. yeah. And so because as... Yeah. If, you're, if your ovulation gets delayed, you know that your period will, will be get delayed. delayed. Yeah. So anyone that's like, I don't know when my period comes. Well, here you go. Here's a yeah. nice... If you did want it, you know, really know when it came, um, that's a good way. And again, exactly. again, it, we're talking about this, which we'll go into further about changing training up it is very handy to know when you ovulate for those two phases yeah um, and then well then you have this a uh, high hormone phase because estrogen and progesterone are coming up 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 and when they are very high the last five days of your cycle that it's before you get your period again mm-hmm. uh, you have all these symptoms and all these things happening in your so body all like the pms symptoms yes. yeah so that's due to these 
hormones, progesterone and estrogen that have started to come up towards the end of your cycle. So towards like before you get your period, causing those sometimes uncomfortable symptoms. Yeah, and not this podcast, but next podcast, we will be talking about what else that hormones do can impact impact on you. Because it's not only the pain and the inflammation. There are a lot of things that they do, and that's why they impact your performance. Also, how you feel, your mood, a Mm -hmm. lot of things. So we will be talking specific about that in the next podcast. (laughs) Yeah, and I think today we just wanted to give you a quick overview of the cycles um sorry of the cycle so that you guys can have a little just maybe read into it a little bit more if that didn't really resonate with you it's even just work like literally looking up menstrual cycle diagram yeah to see the fluctuation of the hormones because yeah, i think exactly. it's really good to see visually yeah to see that change in like the low hormone phase and the peak of ovulation with peak of estrogen with ovulation and then as the hormones start to rise back up in yeah. that luteal phase and it will make more sense for you will yeah. make you understand everything yeah and that way when next week when we talk a little bit about training and maybe even touching into nutrition around the menstrual cycle you'll understand like we have so much changing during each phase and we talked about it last week, how the hormones have such an impact on the body that it only makes sense that with these changing hormones that our response to exercise and training and, and nutrition will change as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So super interesting. So now we will keep going with the questions. <laughs> yeah. So we, we want to do this thing at the end of the podcast where we just answer a few questions if we have time. Um, that you guys have sent in. So if you have listened to this podcast and you have like burning questions, send them in to us on our Instagram, Woman Performance. That's W-O-M-A-N Performance. And we had some interesting ones this week and we won't go too much into them because we can talk for hours about yeah, them. Yeah, I think we will reply them short and then we will make podcasts about like... Super the, specifically Super about specific it. about the different questions that you girls are sending. So... Yeah. So the first one that got sent in. Yeah, so is a... If, are your advices the same if I am using uh, pills, if I am in any... Oral contraceptive oral contraceptives? pills, yeah. I am using the Nova Ring. Yes. So the answer is no. <laughs> if you are using any type of contraceptive, you are not in a natural cycle. Um, especially the in your question is the ring. The Nova Ring is not the same because you are having a release of hormones every single day. So mm. you don't have a follicular phase and a luteal phase. You have every day these fake hormones. This doesn't mean that you don't want to like see what's going on with your body and everything. There are things with your body and there are some research about uh, oral contraceptives. So we will give you advices. We yeah, will give we could a talk about it forever. They do an in-depth podcast about about it. And there, oral like now that I have been reading a lot about it, there are some information. Not a lot, of course. But we definitely will give you a advice about it. Yeah. And, and now that we, we're finding a little bit, well, there's more legit, like, you know, more in-depth studies about the effect of hormones on the body, then we can just apply that knowing what's happening in the body. So if we know that someone using the Nova Ring is causing, you know, a rise and, um, rise and fall of hormones every day, well, we already know what that hormone has the effect of on the exactly. body. Exactly. So then we can kind of tailor the advice exactly. to that. Exactly. Something that is important to have into account is that uh, pills are drugs that are 
artificial drugs. Mm. And we as a person, we do have like a gen that every time we, t- yeah. uh, we take a drug, we have a personal reaction to it. Mm. That's why not every single woman will uh, respond the same way to different pills and that's why mm. when they put you in pills they make you try different because yes. maybe i can get a lot of pimples with a drug that you once get pimples but you will get fat like yeah so there's like an individual response. reaction and response to ev- everything and that's even that makes even harder this time. yeah <laughs> yeah but um we're here for you okay, <laughs> And yeah, yeah we, we will definitely be answering that a little bit um, deeper in, in further podcasts. Yeah. Um, so we had another question. Is it important, and this is a good one, is it important to train your cycle if I'm not a professional athlete and I just do it to be fit? I think like for sure, 100%. Yes. And that's what we want to reiterate is like these, this information is for everyone. Obviously from a performance point of view, it makes more sense for athletes to really properly be following you yeah, know, the because, protocols. Because you want to get the most, get the most out, out of your you. training. But what I was telling you is like, if you are not a professional athlete, you may be very busy in these times of lives. So the hour that you exercise, you want to take the most of it. So mm. even if it's to, for you to feel good or if it's to have health benefits, it's really good to know about it because if you know where when you can do like intensities and lift heavy, that's super good for your health. Yeah. So so it's really good to follow all this advice because it will make you healthier and you make you stronger. Yeah, I think the biggest thing a lot of the t- um, what you'll find is that just like that justification of how you feel. Sometimes you feel so crap and you don't want to train. And sometimes that's literally just your brain. <laughs> it's just like you're in a bad mood that day. But sometimes there's a reason why you feel like that. Yeah, and true. actually, sometimes it's not good to be pushing through that feeling. Yes. And that's when we might bring in the lighter session. And that happens to everyone, yeah. not just elite level athletes or yes, high level athletes. Exactly. So I think it's it's so important that everyone's educated and everyone has that same mindset of, oh, okay. If I'm in this phase and I know to drop the intensity down and I feel like crap already, like, hey, that's okay. Go yeah. for it. And just and for you to know that, again, so empowering and everyone wants the best out of their training. Exactly. No one's just training just to, to train. We're always yeah. training, you know, to get something, yeah. whether it's a lift in your mood or yeah, exactly. a goal that you're working to. Like there is always some type it of It can goal. be racing. It can be like fitness. Lifestyle. It can be lifestyle. Mental health. It can health. be mental health. Yeah. So this will definitely help you to achieve that goal better. And the last one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Fer, for this comment. Thank you for the content. I love it. And I am your number one fan. <laughs> I love that. We, we love her. She's been a um, Lucita's longtime friend and um, such such a good supporter. Yeah. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this week's topic. And we plan to dive deep a little bit more into how to train specifically around each phase of the cycle. We're really um, excited to do that one because like you said, like we said, we have been implementing these strategies for so long now. Yes, so it's really, it makes so much sense. Yeah, we're, so we're really excited so to excited talk excited about for it. You. But yeah, so as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to leave us a review, give us a nice comment. Uh, and yeah, leave your questions for next And time. leave your questions for next time for sure. Alrighty. <laughs> See you later. See you. Bye.